Dear marketing operations and email developers the world over, open bracket, BR, close bracket, open bracket, BR, close bracket, we are sorry. We're sorry that we had no idea how hard it was to send an email and to create landing pages. I mean, we got into marketing because we thought it was all about colors. We didn't know that we had to learn to code as well. And most people have absolutely no concept for how difficult it is to send even the simplest email. Days, coding, chains of authority and people approving and then you send it out and it breaks. Big marketing automation tools that are supposed to make it easy for us. <laughs> Open bracket www.marketingbullcrap.com Close bracket. Thankfully, someone's doing something about it. The good folks at NAC, a startup, have decided to create a codeless email system that plugs into the monstrosities that you have within your enterprise to solve the problem and hopefully give you some time back. Moreover, they've even created a productivity savings calculator to help you work out how much time you've saved. Man, this is good. We're going to talk to Pierce, the CEO of NAC, his second startup, about his problem that he is solving. My new venture, I say new, it's six years old now. You know, oh, wow. everyone's, it's an overnight success, but oh. uh, um, is NAC. So NAC is... Uh, an enterprise campaign creation platform. And basically what that means is, if you're an enterprise company, the marketing team will have a marketing platform, Mm -hmm. you know, Salesforce, Adobe, Oracle, probably one of those, uh, one of their marketing clouds. And it might shock you uh, to hear this, Dave, but in order to make, emails and landing pages in most of those platforms, you still need to know how to code HTML yep. and, and CSS. And I don't know about you, but I got into marketing uh, from business school and I got into it to be creative. And I remember the first time I was working at IBM at the time. Uh, they asked me to change uh, an email and and. I get into the system and it's like a bunch of code, right? And I'm not, I'm not that smart. You know, I don't know how to do the coding stuff. And I went to the, you know, the local bookstore to find a book about how to write HTML code. And it was a couple inches thick. And I'm like, there's no way I'm spending my time figuring that out. Um, so yeah, I kind of decided we were doing a lot of services engagements through Revenue Pulse to build out these templates for customers. And it was, you know, it was good money, um, but it was a frustrating process, right? Like customer sends you, here's the design I want for my email or landing page. And then you go back and forth for like two months. Oh no, move that button over here. I want this color. The font's wrong. And so I was just like, we were doing so many of them. And I just felt like every day, every new project, yeah, I'm starting over. 
Mm. It's not a good experience. I'm not, we're not getting better at this. And so I really wanted to figure out how can, how can we put our efforts into something that's going to get better every day that we work on it. But you're ruining this. If you're talking about automating and streamlining the ability for a marketer to execute, you're ruining a whole industry because when I go back, I only just remembered this. But like way long ago in a, in a dark past of mine, I used to catch a train from Melbourne to Frankston, which is like an, an hour train ride. And I actually taught myself to use HTML and CSS because I was a failed musician and I wanted to build my own website and I did it the hard way, which is really dumb. But it taught me how to do emails, right? Yeah. And so I was yeah. doing these um, HTML emails for like car brands and I would be coding. They would send me a, a JPEG or a PDF and I would code these emails and I could charge them like $1,000. Yeah, I think, I think any exciting tech company is disrupting something. Yeah. And uh, I think as well, what, what we hope is that people who are spending time on that now can, do, can use that time on more strategic things can spend the time, you know, being more creative, getting more creative and, and making their campaigns more engaging. But make mo- no mistake, we are going to change a lot of legacy business, right? Like you're saying $1,000, maybe this is inflation, but we hear customers who are paying 20 to $75,000 an email. What? Yes. What? Yes. Yes. Oh my god! And, I and to me, wasted. let's shut the business <laughs> down. Yeah. What the hell are we doing? Yeah. So, and, and not only does it, you know, the financial commitment is huge, but it takes months to get these emails done. With Knack, you do that. One marketer does that in minutes. They save the the company, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. So it's just, it's better for everybody because yeah. the marketers in control, they're doing it themselves. 100%. Humans make mistake when, you know, when they code, it's just, it's human nature. There's human error. The, the nice thing about the NAC platform, it's codeless, right? So there is no code to make mistakes in. Um, which is is really important when it comes to email. Mm-hmm. Um, as as I'm sure you learn, there's so many intricacies with yeah. how you have to code email. So so yeah, I think there will be a disruption, but I think it'll be good because the marketing budget will go towards being more creative and focusing on how can we stand out in the inbox? How can we deliver amazing experiences with that budget that would be, you know, put to coding? You're fast if you were coding them in an hour. Um, it, it used to take us many more hours than that to code a template. But uh, I probably cut yeah. corners. I was using, I remember, <laughs> I remember using Dreamweaver. It was Dreamweaver that I was coding it in. And um, yeah, I got some automation in there to make it faster, but it was good. But yeah, I've definitely missed my calling. If you're talking like 75 grand for an email, that, that you know, just 
changing some code around here and there. But uh, yeah, hey, so two questions for you. I'll start with the first one. We started off by talking about enterprise software companies that, or not just enterprise software companies, but enterprises. Most of the marketing departments have a relationship with a Salesforce and Adobe, these sort of people, IBM or whatever, Oracle or whatever it is. And uh, then how do you fit in? Like, how do you fit into the stack? Are you integrated into what they're doing so they can go out, use your platform and then suck it back into the ridiculous system that ends up sending the email? Yeah, so we're fully integrated with all of the major marketing automation platforms. So once the marketer has created their email, you know, they click a button and and it goes into their platform of their choosing. I actually think this is a big advantage that we have as NAC, because if you look at those big, you know, the software giants, yeah, whatever you build in their platforms is really going to become their proprietary uh, asset because yep. it, it needs their syntax. But what I'm excited about at NAC is we have the opportunity to be that decentralized platform yep. for marketers. Whether you want to send it out through Adobe Marketo or Salesforce Marketing Cloud, you can centralize your campaign creation in NAC and then send from anywhere, yeah. which is also important in the enterprise. So we are we are focused 100% on creation. That's where all of our time and energy goes. Yep. And, and people can send the emails from anywhere or host our landing pages anywhere. Um, when it comes to reporting, Right now, we're focused mostly on productivity reporting. So how much more efficient is your marketing team now that you're using NAC? Um, We also do like the workflow. So collaboration, approvals, brand control, basically all of the things that the big platforms are horrible at. Productivity savings is smart because... (sighs) I would say most CMOs or even most executives that are signing off on budgets for platforms don't appreciate the time it takes to actually build things. And if you go and tell them, and I'm speaking on past experience, and we've both worked with someone who, in Amy, who's probably was numerous times, she would tell me, Dave, I just don't think you understand how long this takes. (laughs) And I said to her at the time, calculate it. Like how many hours are you now saving as a result of whatever you're doing? If you've built that in a time-saving productivity calculator of some sort, that then is a very powerful tool to take to management. It's a great point that you make though. You know, I think CMOs, they don't know necessarily the challenges that their people have every day, right? And I think even a lot of the people out there, they're just accepting how hard this is, right? Or that, hey, we can't change the template because it's way too complicated. Or I I have a great idea that I would like to implement, but I can't do it. Or I have to code it and there goes half of my day. And I would actually say that's something that I, I would like to focus on at NAC is helping CMOs understand like 
some of the challenges that the people in the trenches on their team are facing every day mm-hmm. and and help give those people the tools and the platforms they need to do their job better, save them more time. Like our customers, some of them will tell us like, you literally help me sleep better at night because I'm, you know, when I had to code everything, I was worried that I might make a mistake and there's like a rendering issue. Mm-hmm. And now with NAC, like they're not worrying about that. And they they get so much of their time back to focus on, on other things or just have more time like in their personal life. Yeah, I don't think anyone appreciates the stress actually of sending an email. Like for anyone who's sent an email, particularly big ones, and we're talking, you know, if you're a marketing department, it could be going to tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, and you make a rendering mistake that renders that email. I mean, the amount of times you do A-B tests or or just pre-tests before you send something, and it's just constant, just going, is it right? Is it right? Is it right? And then the nervous as you sit over the button going like, Oh, yeah, I think it's going to go. Here it goes. And yeah. then you let it go. And then just you get this sense of relief. I don't think anyone who's never worked in email marketing can appreciate how stressful that is. It takes years off your life every time, <laughs> I think. It's like it's like running a webinar too. It's, it's like uh, the things that you've checked 10, 20 times. Yeah. Somehow the mistake happens. And I think you know, these are all the challenges we're trying to solve at NAC. So in NAC, we're keep in mind we we can't send. So just the fact yeah. that you can build in a system that literally cannot send the email out, there's almost this like comfort that comes with that. And then with if you look at any other uh, automated email system, the way that marketers are checking their emails is they send test emails to everyone on the team. And then they get like 20 emails back with text that says like, Hey, you know, move that button or change this. It's, it's so broken for 2022. So with NAC, you collaborate right within NAC, you drop pins, you tag people, Everyone has seen it. And then there's actually like approval process. So it's not just me as the marketer on my own. Like, I think it's good. Like everyone has signed off on this version. So I'm hope like our customers tell us this really makes them feel better, right? They're not like some of that pressure. There's still pressure, but at least it's a team um, it's a team job. It's not just on one person. How, how do you solve, if you're designing the email, the first thing that comes to mind, and I haven't evaluated the platform, but the first thing that comes to mind for me is what does it look like on mobile? What does it look like on Safari? Yeah. What's it look like in Chrome? What happens when my dad opens it on IE7? Um, you know, do you solve for that? Yeah. Yeah, so I think if you look at the testing platforms, like you have to kind of go back. Why do you test? Well, you want it to look good on all of those platforms. Hmm. But the underlying reason is that someone hand-coded this thing 
And there's a pretty much a hundred percent chance that they made one mistake somewhere. Yeah. Whether it's like an open bracket or they forgot to do something. And so testing to me is a result of hand coding. And so with NAC, I would say, yeah, we do solve a lot of that because there is no risk of a hand coding mistake. And because of that, you can, a lot of our customers don't even test anymore. Like the, they'll start with NAC Just and they'll test it. because they've always tested, yeah. right? But then over time, they're testing less and less because they gain that confidence. So you covered a couple of things, right? From an enterprise software perspective, and I've got a bit of a background in that. One is in the new technology space, you have to be integrated. So you have to be a platform yeah. that can integrate into existing infrastructure because you're not just going to go in and rip a large platform out that yeah. a company's already invested in. So that's the one part that I think you've covered off that's really smart. The second one, obviously, is it's got to be automated and it's got to prove time savings. And I think you've covered that off absolutely perfectly. The third one, how does someone get started? So we don't do a freemium model. Oh, that was where I was going. How did you know that was my third? (laughs) The key to every software free trial. Let me see for myself. Let me me say this. Our initial product, so NAC started off being a template building software. Yeah. Uh, so our our hypothesis was like we're building templates by hand for everyone. Let's automate it so they can do it the, on their own and then they'll be good, right? We won't have to create them. They'll have what they need. So that was our first product. We had like a library of templates. You could come in and customize them for your brand. And then you could sync it to your marketing automation platform. We had a freemium model there, credit card, set it all up. We built over 50,000 templates for, for our customers in the first two years. But the thing they told us, and this is the problem with templates, is like, hey, the template's great, but now I want to change it. And then it's like, great, now you have to code again. So we decided, hey, we need to do the entire creation process because templates are fundamentally broken. And and that's our new iteration of NAC, which is the the full end-to-end creation with collaboration and approvals. Now, we definitely want to do freemium. It's some... It's something that is on our roadmap. Um, But we also want to do it right. And so that's why we haven't done it yet, is that we fully believe in the freemium model, but we want to have the right people here to make sure that when we do it, it's all like optimized. Yep. So how are people getting started? How are they discovering you? Yeah. Yeah. so up until this year, we were fully inbound. So wow. all of our business was coming in off organically off our website or through paid ads. And then they request the demo. We do the demo. 
And then they kind of get started from there. You know, it's very easy to get up and running with Knack. We've really built the product to be self-service. So like on day one, we can give it to the customer and they can do everything they need to on their own. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we have a team, a customer success team, an onboarding team who trains the marketers, our, our customers and gets them set up and make sure that they're comfortable and know what they're doing. And it's pretty quick. You know, a lot of customers, they might even get in there before the first meeting and be like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. We got it from here. So this is your second company. Don't tell me you've got three that you've done three because then you're over. No, no, yeah, no. I learned my lesson. This two, two, that's pretty, two is good. pretty impressive <laughs> start. Now I'm going to ask you a question on, how on earth did you get started? So I, I think I was very fortunate to be very close to the problem mm. that was happening, right? Like as a marketer, even before I started my first company, I was the person building the emails and the landing pages. So I, I knew kind of what marketers were struggling with because I had done that for like a decade and then, then I was on the consulting side, you know, working with hundreds of Mercado's biggest customers. And I saw in every single one of those companies, people having the same problem over and over. And it frustrated me that because I didn't know HTML, I couldn't really use my creativity. So that, that was like the passion around Knack that started it. How I got started was that, you know, we started small. I, I knew a developer, uh, a couple of developers, and we built a prototype. It was super basic. I like designed it in a PowerPoint. Um, and then we built a very simple initial product. We got a booth at the Mercado summit and we launched it and, uh, yeah, initially it was like $99 a month credit card. Um, we ended up with like 600 customers in our first two years. Wow. So it, it really took off quickly. Mm. Our churn was very high too, because once you have the template, you don't really need the service anymore, right? <laughs> So yeah, we didn't really fully think that one through, uh, but our, our idea there was like, let's keep adding templates to the library yeah, and that'll be like the reason you keep your subscription. It's awesome. So start small, build over time, learn, yeah. adapt, change. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially with tech, right? You don't have to build the perfect product that solves every problem, right? You, I, I, I think what I learned was, yeah, start small, prove out your hypothesis, prove that people will pay for it, right? Even if it's a small amount, I think, I think getting people to pay for something is the best validator because <laughs> Lots of people will say, yeah, I'll try it, you know, to be nice to you. But 
getting someone to put their credit card in, I think that's, that is true validation, Mac. What's your focus now? We just raised our Series A in November. So we raised $25 million with Insight Partners. Wow. And uh, even before that, uh, you know, we saw, we see a huge opportunity here. And we had identified a lot of people that we needed to hire to really realize that. And so I would say really our focus is building the team with the right people and raising awareness for NAC because there's so many more marketers out there that we want to help. Nice, Ali. Nicely said that you want to help is a key phrase, I think, and would be important in your marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think back to myself, um, Mm. you know, 10 years ago and the struggles that I had and like, yeah, you know, thinking about all of the other marketers who are out there who are, are in that right now, right? Like, they're in an email trying to make it look good and they delete a line and it breaks their whole email. It's just, yeah, it's, uh, so it's not a fun experience. And I feel like we haven't, marketers have hard jobs, you know, they got to, there's always more leads, less budget, faster, quicker, better quality. Like, I I just, I really don't think that creating emails or landing pages should be something that marketers need to stress about. Hopefully, if people are listening now as a marketer, they're just like, oh my God, I've lived through this. (laughs) And and even like, you know, a lot of people would also think, oh, well, I mean, enterprises can't do this, but like small to medium businesses, we go, oh, we'll we'll just use MailChimp or something like that. And I don't know like what drugs MailChimp took, but somewhere along the way, they lost their way big time, did a huge UX overhaul, and it just became almost impossible to navigate how to send an email, let alone sort of design and code one. So yeah, it's a significant problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, you are like a marketer's, you know, you, however long ago, are, were like a marketer's best friend because yeah. it was like, you know how to code and you know marketing and you can help me with this. Like, that's like a godsend. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't have that kind of person. And if you look like just, it is impossible to hire somebody right now. So to be able <laughs> to hire marketers without html and css skills your talent pool god wait it gets me i'm a valuable i could get a job somewhere i was going to ask you do you need someone that does css and html (laughs) (laughs) we actually have uh our first australian employee really um, nicole merlin she's she is an amazing email developer um and uh and you yeah, development so I don't know. Maybe here. we could get number two. You got development. <laughs> is it development down here? I was going to say sales. Email, but... email developer. So your development like, is all in one spot. They're all over the place. We're, we're starting to expand globally. Right now, our core development team is all in Canada. But Nicole is like a world-renowned email developer. Because she's and, Australian. And, yeah, there you go. She's Absolutely. the best. She's happy the best <laughs> in the world. 
I think generally speaking, we are just looking for the best people. Uh, we don't really care where they are. Um, and I think that's, yeah, my, my first company too, we did kind of the same approach. We'll hire people regardless of their location, but yeah, we do have a lot of Canadians up here, eh? And oh, uh, boot that. yeah, yeah. Well, that's where you are, so right? The parliament buildings right there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's good. Oh, and your background, is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. This, this oh. building right here. That's our. It looks like Big Ben. Parliament. I thought it might have been. It does. London. You know, we're both in the Commonwealth. Maybe that's where that came from. Yeah, just. Oh, we're a little bit further away. Yeah. Anyway, we can completely digress on all of that. <laughs> it's congratulations on such a cool. Like, and I just like one last thing because you talk about okay, you're going to hire everyone globally. How do you maintain a culture? Like, what's your leadership? Yeah. Style. Yeah, so I, I've learned again for my mistakes on my first company. You know, it was my first company, and I remember hearing about like things about core values and mm. your corporate why. And then I fully, you know, uh, we were only focused on our customers, which I think is a good thing. But what we totally lost sight of is ourselves mm. as a as a company. So our customers loved us and they were referring us to everyone. You, you know, I think yeah. uh, Dave, I was happy. were a great referral for Amy was a happy. few times. Yeah. But, but internally we were broken. And I think um, with NAC and with Revenue Pulse, I realized you can't skip like who are you as a company? Why do you exist? What are your core values that drive the operating system of your people? And, and so with NAC, after our first year, there was like 10 of us and we sat down and it wasn't just like we wrote a bunch of core values. We talked about stories that we felt defined us as a company. So mm -hmm. One example was that we actually fired a customer because they were repeatedly rude and disrespectful to our employees. Awesome. And it was, it was like a bonding moment uh, for the company. And so that respect is like one of our core, our first core value, which is respect for each other, for our, from our customers to our customers and our partners. And so we have 10 core values and how we, how we're trying to really maintain those as we grow, we're doing a lot of things. One is in the interview process, we look for people who can be great culture additions to the team who kind of check the boxes on, on some of our core values. And then we introduce this weekly award that we do on our team calls called the Nacolade. And so <laughs> what the Nacolade, I got this idea from, you know, I'm Canadian. So the NHL uh, hockey teams, a lot of them will do like, it's a player recognition award given by another player. So <laughs> like at the end of the game, one player gives it to another player and, uh, 
you know, talks about why they're giving it to them. So I, I thought like the, these people know how to build high performing teams. How can we take that and use it at NAC? And so that's where the NAC lead came from. So whoever won it the week before they give it out at the end of the team call and they reference which of our core values. And it's, it's honestly like, it's my favorite part of the weekly call. And I think a lot of people's like people have had to turn their video off because they're like tearing up because oh, it, so it, 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 it's amazing to these, these people get the recognition from the whole company. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's one thing to have a culture and vision and values and these sort of things, but it's another thing to actually act on it. Too many companies go, here are our values, read them when you join, and then they do nothing yeah. to like yeah. actually sustain them and and also come back to shaping behaviors because of those values. So um, congratulations on it. And I just think people want to get recognized for the work that they do and feel valued yeah. part of what they do. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's five minutes at the end of the team call, but I think it, it does really mean a lot to the person getting it because it's happening in front of the whole company Yeah, and uh, they're getting recognized for their great accomplishments. So. And good work with sacking too. Like I've worked in marketing for too long and I've seen a behavior in some companies where it's okay to treat agencies like crap because you're paying them. And I just had no respect for people that did that because it's people. They're people who are, and and I would also, the other thing is hiring agency people into a marketing department is superb because they've worked in so many different things. They've solved so many different problems. They're also probably pretty hardened because they've been treated so badly. So um, I think congratulations on, on actually living the values of sacking a company because they don't work out as a client and uh, it would have been a fun meeting to be in or did you just do it over email <laughs> we were in uh yeah we made it th- this is back when we were all working in my basement so we had uh six workstations and they were all facing each other so we were we were essentially all in a meeting with each other all day every day nice yeah. Hey, uh, great to catch up. Congrats yeah. on uh, on your on your company. Um, I got to tune into your podcast too. You've got a podcast as well for any market. I'd love to have you on. Really? Yeah. And do the reverse. Come on. Yeah, uh, I'll be in that seat next time. Yeah, you wait. wait. <laughs> I'm going to do something that'll get us banned on Spotify. <laughs> Like properly yeah, say something politically incorrect, yeah. and I'll get your podcast yeah. removed. <laughs> the algorithm will be doing a Joe Rogan scrub. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a lot of editing on your on your episode. I think. Good luck out there in Canada. I know it's Canada, people. I'm not that crazy. I will. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. It was fun. Thanks, man. <laughs>